Welcome to the Brigham Medical Education Research Podcast. We will be discussing Brigham authors and their medical education research. I am your host, Caitlin DePaula. I'm here today with Ed Krupat to discuss his co-authored publication in academic medicine entitled, Do Professionalism Lapses in Medical School Predict Problems in Residency and Clinical Practice? Welcome and thank you for joining me today. Sure, glad to be here. So what got you interested in this topic and how did you come up with your hypothesis? Well, professionalism is a pretty important thing. And about 15 years ago, there were a series of papers by a physician at the UCSF, Maxine Papadakis and her colleagues, that drew a great deal of attention demonstrating they looked at physicians who got into trouble with state boards and went and checked them and a control group going back to medical school to find out if they'd been in trouble in medical school and found out not surprisingly, but importantly, in terms of it being an evidence-based paper, that yes, uh, those people, when you look back, were more likely to be uh, problematic students in medical school. Usually for every important prospective, uh, retrospective study, there's a prospective study done. Somebody then looks at people with the problem and see if they actually have, you know, we look at people who smoke and then look to see if they get lung cancer rather than simply lung cancer and back to smoking. Mm -hmm. But nobody done that. Mm -hmm. And we said, but the problem is longitudinal studies are hard to do because you've got to spend time. So we said, let's go back as if we had started already, find the records of students who've had problems at Harvard Medical School and also at Case Western. We wanted to do it at least two schools and then follow them into the future, but for us, the future was now. So it's kind of a, an unusual study, but we were able to simulate a prospective study by going back to records and looking at how they did, and also to expand what they looked at, not only were those students got in trouble as professionals, but how did they do in their residencies, and how did they do in medical school as well? So we thought this was kind of exciting that we could do a a prospective study looking at more outcomes than uh, what had been done before. How did you design your study? Well, what we had to do was to go look at the records of the uh, review boards at Harvard and Case Western, and we were able to get uh, 108 students who had appeared before the review board for strictly professionalism slash behavioral reasons and compare them to a two-for-one matched sample matched on gender. So for every male, we picked a male. For every female, a female. Uh, ethnicity and also for year of graduation because we wanted to make sure that they had had equally long in practice to have gotten into trouble or not to have gotten into trouble. What did your research end up showing? What we found is that those students who had gone before the review board on almost all of the measures we looked at were different and different in negative ways. First of all, they did less well in medical school. They did less well on standardized scores and tests. They got poorer grades in their clerkships. Then, based on a survey with the residency directors that had had them many years ago in their recollections, they were remembered as doing far less well. So for instance, of the review board cases, 26% were shown to not meet the standards of trustworthy. 
whereas of the students who hadn't gone, it was 5%. When we asked them about honesty, they found 19 were below standards if they were on the review board cases versus 4%. And in terms of being able to take feedback and use it for improvement, again, 4% of the regular students had problems with that were standard, but almost five times as many, 19% had problems. And then when we looked in terms of whether they'd actually been sued for malpractice or sanctioned by a state board, again, it was small numbers, but of the review board cases, 10% fell into at least one of those categories. Of the non-review board cases, 5%, a two to one difference. So uh, some pretty clear differences across the board. What kind of response have you received so far? Well, I'll be honest that we haven't received a lot of feedback, but we have heard some positive reviews. Uh, What was nice is when it appeared in academic medicine, there were a series of papers and the new editor kind of reviewed how the papers were related to one another, and most of them were not evidence-based papers. And it was always nice that she said, in an exceptional study. So uh, I'll just stick with that. that. That kind of made my day that she chose to toss in that adjective. Absolutely. Why is this important, and what impact do you think it'll have on the medical education community? Well, I hope that people now really will take notice of this once again, because we've really kind of reinforced and extended it. The question is now that we don't what other predictors of professionalism problems are there. So it would be very useful for a large group of medical schools to get together and collect systematic data that go beyond these two about all sorts of factors that could help admissions committees determine who to admit and who not, and could help medical school committees think about what to do as far as remediation. Hypothetically, all these people went before the review boards, and if the review boards were really effective, then we wouldn't have found what we did because those people would have been fixed, so to speak. But clearly they're not. So it does suggest that there are real important consequences for those students who we graduate, even though we know they've got problems. Although then again, and you don't want to go to the other extreme, tossing people out of medical school simply because they may be immature and have problems that are fixable. One of the things that we think is important is whether students take responsibility for their actions and then want to change them but we didn't have enough data to test that hypothesis. It'll be really great to see how this moves forward. Thank you so much for meeting with me today, Ed. It was a pleasure learning about your study. Great. Pleasure being with you. Special thanks to the Brigham Education Institute at Brigham and Women's Hospital, and thank you for listening.